What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up welcome back to lockdown universe home of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back happy to be back Hopefully you guys are doing excellent taking care of yourselves. So today I want to talk to you about an interesting concept that's kind of been plaguing me for a little while. And uh, I want to see what you guys think about it. Um, so I've been reading through a lot of things and, and, and watching a lot of interviews, um, specifically with remote viewers, different remote viewers um, who were part of the government psychic spy program um, who have talked about... Uh, being able to access knowledge from all over the universe uh, from the comfort of their own chair <laughs> um, by accessing um, the hemisphere, uh, the, the multi-hemispheric brain hemisync um, using the binaural beats created by Robert Monroe um, and then refining those into what they called... Um, controlled remote viewing which is a protocol with which they they do their targeting and they find information about certain targets so as i was going through this i was watching one of the interviews with lynn buchanan who was uh in this remote viewing program uh, along with uh, joseph mcmonagall along with pat price who was featured in time magazine um if you know if you're not too keen on uh, remote viewing you can take a look at pat price in time magazine i think it was like in 1980 maybe in the in the early 80s um but pat price is known as like one of the best if not the best remote viewer even though in my mind it's probably joe mcmonagall but um pat price is excellent and like his statistics are like off the roof anyway uh, it, let me get to the point. <laughs> What's the point? Um, I'm going to keep this kind of short and sweet, probably. Um, what's plaguing me is th the grandfather of remote viewing, Robert Monroe, was so focused on perfecting remote viewing and then achieving different focused states. So one of the first states that you would achieve is... Uh, focus 10 which would be relaxing your body to the point where your body's asleep and your mind's awake and then moving forward to focus 21 and moving forward and forward on once you got to focus 21 you were basically coming out of body um and i was going through some other podcasts art bell back in the 90s uh had interviewed joseph mcmonagall and talked about 
Art Bell, you know, coast to coast uh, before George Norrie, um, had his own out-of-body experiences, which is really fascinating, um, where uh, he had tried and tried and tried to have an out-of-body experience, um, got to the point of uh, vibrations and humming and almost coming out of his body, but he stated he was so much of a control freak that he wouldn't allow himself to pop out. And that was during the time when he lived in the U.S. Then he went to France on vacation with his wife and spontaneously while laying down had an out-of-body experience hovering above France. And then while he was hovering over France, uh, freaked out, popped right back into his body, woke his wife up and said, oh my God, why, honey, you know, this is what happened. This was a real experience, not something made up, not something I dreamt. This was real. Um, and he could never figure out why. And Joe McMonagall was on an interview with Art Bell and he stated that's because you were so relaxed because you were on vacation, because, uh, you weren't focused on a very rigid time schedule, you know, with your radio show. Um, and you were out of, you know, like your general, general stressful area of, of, of work and you were on vacation. You were in a different place. You were in a different mindscape in the mind place if you will and it allowed you to come out of body and it's isn't it interesting that he had to leave his stressful location of you know his very rigid wake up do work go back to bed go on vacation and have this strange out of body experience um similar experience happened to me um not out of body um but sleepwalking uh, which is very fascinating too. But nonetheless, let's get to the point. The point is, is that Robert Monroe talked about these entities that he had met that told him about, you know, this afterbirth, afterlife, um, kind of recapturing of souls and reincarnating them. And, you know, what got me thinking is there's kind of some contradictions here. One, we have this, we have this rebirth, we have this reincarnation, where in if you put it in a positive light, and if you believe in reincarnation, you know, you keep listening. If not, that's okay too. Um, but if you believe in the reincarnation, you believe in the kind of the cycle of souls, and we come back to Earth to learn these life lessons. Um, and each time we come back, we allow ourselves to have this veil put over us. So that we have a fresh start, and we re and we kind of go through the birthing process, we learn again. <clears throat> the question is, why do we have this veil? The question is, why do we have to forget in order to learn? The question is, wouldn't it make more sense just to keep all of those memories from the past, so that we can continue to learn into the future? Sure, we can be a baby. Sure, we can we can kind of like you know have a little bit of a fresh start at the beginning. But why not come back and after, at the age of five start to recall all of these memories, start to recall these past lives, have these hypnotic regressions where we can recall these past lives and, and openly as a society know about this and then use those past lives to gain more insight into what we're trying to achieve here on the planet. And it really makes you question, why do we have this veil Put on us in the first place is it for our benefit or is it for the benefit of someone else 
Now, in Robert Monroe's case, he stated that there is an entity that has created us that does use us for their own energy purposes, and it is more of a reptilian race that kind of uses us as the Matrix, as the, as, you know, you saw in the Matrix movies where we are the batteries for their survival, where our, our, what's the right word, confrontations that we have on a daily basis, the negative thoughts that scientists say we have 85% negative thoughts throughout the day and 95% of those are repetitive. That's a lot of negative thoughts throughout the day. Now, you might not say, hey, I'm negative all the time, but you might be worried about things quite frequently. You might be thinking about things that might concern you quite frequently, and you might have very little time to fully enjoy the moment, like on a weekend or maybe even only on a Sunday, maybe even only on a Sunday afternoon, you know, like maybe for an hour out of, you know, hundreds of hour a week, you know, um, so these thoughts are pervasive and they provide a lot of energy it's out into the universe, right? Your negative energy, your, your worry, your concern creates energy within you. It creates cortisol. It creates um, energy wherever you go into any environment that you walk into, any room that you walk into, home, office. It creates an energy. So... Um, Kind of my concern is that Robert Monroe may actually be right. I'm not saying he is. Maybe he got manipulated by some entity on some upper echelon realm or something like that. I hope so. But what if he's? What if that entity was right? What if he, what Robert Monroe found out, you know, towards the end of the, his life was correct, and that, you know, while we do have free thought and free will. We also encounter a lot of confrontation on this planet. In order to survive, we need money, food, water, shelter. We have to engage in relationships, keep those active, keep those going, keep our own health going. We have health battles, health concerns, mental health concerns, work concerns, you know, all kinds of things, you know, that are going on in your life. And these energy fields could be providing a lot of energy to some species. So if we're on this journey together and you're on this journey with me and, and we're, I'm on it with you, you know, why do we have this veil as we are born again? You may have a great answer for it. And I thought I had a great answer for it too. But the question remains, is it, is it right? Is it the right answer? Because, it seems like most of our lives, we're trying to figure out our purpose for being here. And it seems like we're trudging around in the dark. And all this time, all the, all these thousands of years, 200,000 years, humankind, or at least, you know, Homo erectus has been on the planet. You know, that's a lot of history. How come in all this history, you know, we have very little history written down when we have very little history to work off of and it's just so frustrating it's so frustrating because it seems like we should be in a better place and you know as technology grows 
you know, we'll be able to record our history a little bit better um, and hopefully learn from it. But it seems like the slow growth here is too slow. And it seems like the veil of secrecy that we're born with of our previous lives only hinders us from progress. That is my concern. Is that the veil that we're born with, the veil between this world and the next, only hinders us from progress. And when we leave this world, there's so many people that say that you see your family and they say they're so happy that you're there and, and you get a 360 review of this life. Well, doesn't it seem a little odd and frustrating that we're going to judge ourselves based off of how we responded in this life without all of that information from previous lives. It's almost like saying, Hey, as a student, we're going to, we're going to put you into high school, but all of the education that you received up until this point will be erased from your mind. And we're going to see how well you do. And then we're going to give you the opportunity to review how you've done on all your tests. And you're going to keep coming back without all that information. And we're going to, you're going to keep getting tested. And we're going to see how you do. Doesn't it seem a little silly? Doesn't it seem like a silly concept? I, 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 all my research for decades has led me to believe that that was the case, and now it's like, I'm, I'm really questioning why we have that veil. And I understand that when we pass on and go to the next realm, we will understand it a little bit more in depth. But a lot of these remote viewers talk about how they can't see into certain aspects. They can't see past the year 3000, for example. Um, a lot of remote viewers say this, including Joseph McMonagall, written and authored and published in his books. Okay, Now, he does have predictions for the future, but he can't see past certain, certain times. So, if we have this unlimited time, uh, you know, ability, kind of like what he writes about in his third book, which is titled The Ultimate Time Machine, which is our body, the human body, being able to see forward and backwards in time, uh, pretty much unlimited, uh, backwards. You can go back to Christ's birth, death. You can go back to, you know, uh, the the birth and death of many celebrities and, and, and religious figures and time periods of, of great historical value. Um, but to be blocked at, at the year 3000, doesn't that seem strange? I mean, if we were going to die, then wouldn't we be able to see that? Like as a species, if we're going to just erupt, you know, and, and, and be gone, wouldn't you think we'd be able to remote view that? Why is that the case? This is a, this is kind of like a secondary veil blocked from our remote viewers. This is what Joe has said. Now, What's interesting, too, um, <laughs> is that most other things aren't blocked for them. You know, they could they can see um, so many, so many things. They can see other species. They can see their planets. 
They can go back and forth. They went back 1 million years BC to see um, the species that was on, on Mars. The CIA report is open for anyone to read. Just type in Mars Exploration 1984. Joe did that. Joseph McMonagall was the remote viewer that wrote that report, or that was the remote viewer for that report. Um, so it doesn't say his name on there. It says uh, he's the, he's the uh, sub, and there's a, there's a manager uh, asking questions. So he's actually the, um, the remote viewer. It doesn't say Joseph on there because it's a CIA report, uh, but he's the one that did that. And he was allowed to go back to 1 million years B.C. and see this species that... Uh, was being annihilated on a, on the planet because of an environmental or nuclear disaster. And they were trying to ride this out. And because of that, they did die. They did, they did pass away. They were gone, and he was able to see that. So what's going on with this blockage of the year 3000? Is it a block from these, these overlords that we have? Or... Is there some other reason? That's kind of my question. It's kind of twofold here. Why do we have a veil coming into this world? One. Two. Why do we have a block on the year 3000? Seems really bizarre to me, and I, I need a little bit more detail and depth information. So, that's kind of where I sit. Um, I don't have all the answers, obviously. This is CIA, you know, run... Um, experiments um they they're still going on today even though they're not going to admit it um everybody that was in the program all thinks that they're continuing it the russians have continued it so um, it's just an ongoing um uh experiment uh project that they've been running what's interesting is joe and a lot of these other um remote viewers moved into doing it for private their own private companies and you know they're hired by uh, police departments to solve you know murder cases and things like that which is really interesting they find an item that they really need uh for an investigation so it's really fascinating um anyway what do you think about this veil let's let i don't want to get too far into off topic here what do you think about this veil and what do you think about the veil on the 3000 year 3000 tell me what you think in the comments i'd like to hear what you have to say it seems to me as though there's a reason for it. What is that reason? We don't know. What are my thoughts and theories? I'll, I'll leave you with this. There may be an event around 3000 that could cause uh, a recycle or a rebirth here. Or it could be that there is um, something coming you know, that they don't want us to see our overlords, whoever, whoever they are. And I'm not talking God here. I'm talking like, you know, some superior alien civilization. Um, and I think that Robert Monroe encountered an entity that, you know, told us what's going on here. We are kind of like an alien ant farm situation. You know, uh, we are an experiment and that's his scenario. And that's his, that's his, expert encounter so i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to be negative i hope he's wrong i hope that he was lied to and could he have been lied to sure because there's entities out there that are good and bad and this was the only entity that that he encountered um 
Robert Monroe hasn't talked about any entities like that. Lynn Buchanan hasn't talked about any entities like that. Um, they haven't given us any information like that. Um, it could be that it's uh, part of a top secret um, confidential um, project that they can't talk about. Classified, right? They can't talk about it. That might be true as well. We don't know. But thoughts and theories are out there. So I'll leave you with that. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. I got out to bowl. I got out to get for a nice walk in and, uh, you know, do a few things. So, and it was sunny out. So I can't, can't complain too much. So anyway, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, take care. Lockdown Universe out.